It's the Stinking Truth Podcast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome in Stinking Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans, Millennial Ben, producing the show. Want to thank our presenting sponsor, the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Download the app, Bet Rivers. Check them out at betrivers.com. Um, I'll tell you what, they are awesome. Uh, bet like a man, Bet Rivers. That's what you want to do. And, uh, Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, loving what I'm seeing coming out of the early part of the NFL season. Every week we uh, overreact, either positively or negatively. Right, right. But I don't think it's an overreaction to say the Rams just sent notice that they're the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, boy, I, I, I mean, you look at elite-level players, right, all up and down the all up and down their roster, and – yeah, you know, offensively, you know, it starts with their quarterback. And, you know, it, it's been so funny because I've been on this Matthew Stafford bandwagon for on it. You've been driving it. Yeah, I've been driving it forever. And, you know, it's it's for me, it's fun because he's a good dude. He he plays his butt off um, and he's tough as nails. And I, I told you this last year, man, I'm I'm doing a Detroit game against Tampa and Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians is a football guy, right? He's a football dude. He says, this is the only guy I'll drag my fat ass out of the locker room to watch play, like to watch warm up. He's like, he's tough as nails. That's not exactly what he said. But he said he's tough as nails. And um, and he goes, the, the way he throws the ball, he's just phenomenal. And I am so, like, I'm happy to see a guy at the end, at, toward the end of his career, and he's taking a beating. Get an opportunity to play on a good team, on a on a really solid roster with two of the best defensive players you'll ever, you know, you'll ever witness in Ramsey and and Donald, and you know, and having great players around him on the offensive side of the ball, guys that maybe aren't household names, but Cooper Cup and Woods at the receiver position, they've got some talent, um, a really good coach, and it's you know, ultimately, Mike, I know Detroit. Hasn't been good in most people's lifetimes, but 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 <laughs> I think it's cool they let him go. I think it's cool they said, "Hey, listen, we're going to give you a chance because we know we can't figure it out." I think I think that's I think it's cool. I think it's admirable. Two first round picks probably help too. Well, yeah, I mean, but you and know, a how suitable first, you, suitable quarterback in Goff, right? You know how first round picks are. I mean, first round picks, are like, come on, like, look at all these first round picks playing uh, the quarterback position right now that we're going to save your franchise. How many of those will be traded for a second-round pick in two years or three years, like Sam Darnold? Remember when Sam Darnold was going to fix the Jets? Remember that? Huh, now it's Zach Wilson. Remember now he's going to fix the Jets? And the Jets are still the Jets. They're still jetting. 0-3. Got shut out in Denver last weekend. Yeah, we'll see. Like, yeah, that, that's that's what's going to fix you. Well, you just – it's a reminder with these young quarterbacks. You, you better be careful because – you put them into a situation where they just don't have enough around them, the the physical, the emotional beating that they can take, these guys could be ruined and have to go the Sam Darnold route where they have to do, or Ryan Tannehill route, where they have to do football rehab somewhere else. Right, get a year off, rehab under a really good coach, get another opportunity, 
you know, Tannehill. I mean, you, you look at, you know, Tannehill comes to Tennessee and he's sitting behind Mariota and he's got to kind of hang out a little bit, get that rehab going. Then he gets an opportunity and bam, you know, he gets a big contract again. Now he's a really efficient quarterback. Like maybe that's the route you go. The, the thing you fear more than anything else is you become the next David Carr or Patrick mm. Ramsey. Man, you, know, you just take such a beating that you, it's it's pretty much over. You know, you, you may be a backup somewhere for the rest of your career, but you're not really excited about. I mean, you, like you look at Justin Fields, you take nine, you you take nine sacks, and I know the national narrative out there is that oh, they don't know what they're doing, they can't coach, they can't. You know, it's uh, Matt Nagy should be fired immediately. I mean, it just is. Put on the film. You know, twenty dropbacks and and thirteen times they were. You know, it was a five man protection. Thirteen times they got five guys out. Well, there is a philosophy in football that we're going to get all five eligibles out, right? And we're going to make quick decisions. Like if you're going to do that, you got to make quick decisions. Shotgun, RPO stuff. What he did in college, same type of stuff. Now, I'm going to tell you, watching the film, first off. They're god-awful up front, Chicago. I mean, just awful. Their right tackle, Fetty, is terrible. I mean, just horrible. Um, poor Jason Peters. Jason Peters is a Hall of Famer. He's 56 years old. <laughs> I mean, like... He's not people, but he dude, may look he, like it right he's now. He's a Hall of Famer. And like, it just, I mean, it's just it is so bad... They didn't have a receiver that could beat man-to-man coverage. Like, they are locked up. And when they do get somebody open, Justin Fields is waiting for an invitation to throw it. Like, are you going to send me the invitation to release the football? Or should I just continue to hold? Bam! Right? Like, hey, I got an idea. Let it go! We need... What, what's the gal that sings Let It Go? Is it uh, is it Kristen Bell or a Zena Mandel or whatever? <laughs> That's right. The Frozen song. The Frozen people. Let it, let, let, it, it, let that get in your head as a little earworm for the day. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like, and I, I'm like, hey, listen, Matt Nagy, I, whatever. I mean, you, you, if you want to criticize him, get, you know, knock yourself out. But you like, how is, how is Ryan Pace, their general manager, just skating free right now? Like, you're the one that put the team together that has, I don't know, not a lot of talent on it. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. You know, all these first-round quarterbacks that are going to come and and uh, and save your franchise. Good luck with that. Well, speaking of uh, guys that look 56 years old, Ben Roethlisberger. <sighs> Mark, it got so bad. It, it, it's getting so bad for things in uh, Steelertown mm-hmm. that – a Bengal, a Cincinnati Bengal, Tyler Boyd, is calling out the Steelers for quitting at the end of their game. How bad are things in Steelertown when you're getting called out by a Bengal? Yes, and as you mentioned earlier, no less authority than a Bengal. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody that knows what it looks like to quit, you just ask a Bengal. <laughs> Like they've They're been experts doing, in the field. Yeah, they've been doing it for decades. <laughs> I mean, absolute decades. Like, hey, that team's quitting, and we know quitting. We've been doing it. Hey, we've been doing it after week four for the last four decades. 
Lord have mercy, right? And Ben Roethlisberger looking. I mean, can you imagine? Tom Brady is six years older than Ben Roethlisberger. Right? Amazing. It's a testament to eating, like, drinking water and and eating right, I, I suppose, or exercise or whatever, stretching. Eating nightshade vegetables yeah, and stuff. Putting nightshades. I yeah. mean, you think you think Roethlisberger's at home right now, Tuesday's day off, going, what the hell's a nightshade anyhow? <laughs> he's just Googling, he's Googling crap right now, like, give me the nightshades. I'll take all the nightshades. All of them. Lord have mercy. Boy, did he look I mean, did he look like he retired and didn't tell anybody? Right, right. I mean, I, I mean to tell you, it just is bad. But here's here's the thing, Mike. You know, it's so interesting to me that you start to realize like things that have gone wrong. Like last year, you start eleven and zero, and you're the 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 spreadiest of all spread offenses, right? I don't know if spreadiest is a word, but if it's not, it should be. And you're like the spreadiest of all spread offenses, and and you got you know four wides and five wides, and you know we're gonna get you. And meanwhile, they have just completely abandoned running the football, and the complementary nature of running the football and what it does for you as an offense, and what it does for your defense to keep your defense fresh and to get your defense off the football field, Mike. I mean, it just is. It makes all the difference in the world, and. They abandon it. They quit doing it. And all of a sudden, you think, well, now we're going to become a run offense again. We're going to get back to our roots. That is a freaking skill that has to be worked upon. And now they can't do that. And Ben Roethlisberger's old, and he can't, you know, he can't lead them the way he used to lead them in the passing game. They're a mess. Just a mess. Well, Ben Roethlisberger is still throwing the ball. Uh, 40, 43 times per game. Right. So it's not like they've. Well, when you can't run it, what do you do? Or when you want an excuse, like, like <laughs> you know, you don't. Like, he threw it 58 times. Yeah. 38 of 58. 318 yards, one TD, two interceptions. Meanwhile, you know, and, and, and they carried the ball. Najee Harris carried it 14 times for 40 yards at 2.9 yards per carry. Ben had it one carry for five yards. Meanwhile, the Bengals, on the flip side, Joe Burrow, 14 of 18. I mean, three TDs, one pick. Mixon had 18 carries. Burrow had five carries. P. Ryan. Is it P. Ryan? I always wanted P. Ryan. Remember when they drafted P. Ryan, the running back? I was like, if he could just run behind that tight end, Sprinkles, right? <laughs> P. Ryan cuts behind Sprinkles. Yeah, that's a Mark Schlereth type team right, right there. Yeah. That's a P. Mark Schlereth type team. Sprinkles. You uh, know, I mean, that's, that is, that is just, if we just had a, like, if there was a guy that just like, like running behind Sprinkles, wearing deuce, you know, I mean, <laughs> he's got the number two on. I just said, all right. All right. I'm sorry. What are we talking about? I don't here, know. Right? What we, so, I don't have any idea. So, whereas Ben Roethlisberger is showing every bit of his age, Aaron Rodgers no showed right. the other night, didn't he? That, um, folks, not only is there still plenty left in the tank, but this notion that 
he somehow doesn't love football anymore and he's tuned out of football. Mm-hmm. You see his reaction and body language after the, the Packers won that game? That looked like a guy that's, you know, yeah, done with football or finds football boring or would rather move on to something else in his life besides football. Did you see that? I didn't. No. I I, tell, I always find it fascinating. A guy has one bad game. A guy has – and, you know, when, there were some drops and there were some missed throws and all, all, you know, all kinds of stuff. One bad game, we can't write to uh, – we can't wait to write his obituary. Uh, you know, you you get the pin, you, uh, you stick it on your tongue uh, 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 like that, and you're like, uh, Aaron Rodgers died. You know, and then you're like, Aaron Rodgers, the author of many, many yeah, NFL yeah, victories, yeah, yeah. has died, in, you know, in his sleep at uh, 39. Uh, I, it's it's fascinating to me. You know, even beyond that, even, you know, uh, uh, what's, what's the kicker's name? Crosby hits the field goal, right, to win it 51 yards, nails. whatever, and everybody else. Right, just absolute nails. Yeah, even before that, Aaron Rodgers in the in the drive before missed a throw, and they're like rolled up. The corners rolled up, and so they're running a seven route. Rather, they're running a little corner route, and he misses it. And it's Devontae Adams, and he's wide open. And he misses it, and Aaron Rodgers is so freaking disgusted with himself. You could see they pan over to him. He's disgusted. Like you don't think it means something to him? You think he just bebop back to the sideline like, oh no, big deal, just missed a throw. Me is pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's dead. He can't play anymore. It, it is. It is. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Uh, I will admit, over the last few years, there have been years where I've, I've taken the cheese, I've taken the bait, mm-hmm. only to be poisoned by buying into the Cowboys. Oof. After Monday night, I got to admit, I may be ready to take the cheese again. Mike, they I look good. Mike, I'm t- well. First off, Monday, forget about it. Thursday night, toe to toe, the opening weekend, right? Opening Thursday night against Tampa, right? And what they were able to accomplish there, and the way Dak Prescott, forget, I mean, forget about Dak Prescott being a comeback player of the year. I mean, he's 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 an MVP candidate, right? The guy is the guy is phenomenal. And here's the deal: um, having having done a Philly game early this year. Watching Philadelphia dominate the line of scrimmage. Now they had some injuries along the uh, offensive line. That's been a problem for them over the last couple of years. But watching them dominate both the offensive line and the defensive line, and then watching Dallas actually put it to that defensive line, um, you know, at home, albeit so no crowd noise to take advantage of. But that was eye-opening for me. I wasn't expecting that. I really wasn't. So, you know, Philly, I was like, Philly's gonna be all right because because they have a they have a, a group that can, you know, can control both lines of scrimmage and, and they'll they'll find their way. Um I'm telling you, Mike. Dallas think about the division you play in. I mean, if if you can if you can sweep your division, which certainly I mean, Washington's supposed to be loaded on the defensive side of the football. They they can't stop a nosebleed right now. The Giants are still, you know, as Joe Judge said, you know, it's still an extension of the preseason. At some point, you know, you're going to have to start playing regular season games. They're talking about firing Jason Garrett now, right? I mean, you got in a fight with your offensive line coach last year. You fired him. Then everything was going to be great. Uh, it wasn't. Now what? You're going to dump your offense coordinator? Because, again, do you have the personnel? You're, offen- you're just offensively. You guys stink. Um, your line stinks. You, you know, I, I, yeah. and you changed you – changed 
your kind of philosophical approach of what you were doing because you want to be more like New England, you know, more of a gap. You know, we got to get a double team on the front side or on the back side. We got to find double teams. You know, that's what we got to do. We got to come downhill. We don't like going side to side. Well, at some point, you got to start playing regular season games. How about New York? Just New York in general. In the last four years, that's the worst. That Those two teams uh. are tied for the worst records in football. The Giants and the Jets, you expect it from the Jets. Boy, it's amazing, too, how many New Yorkers hate my guts. I mean, New Yorkers, you have gone just dead silent. Kind of quiet on your oh, Twitter feed? Crickets. Crickets. I mean, apparently, you guys have just rolled over. Oh, and six, we'll do that. Oh, and six, you got, I mean, you guys were the feistiest group out there, and now all of a sudden you you just rolled over. Just in the fetal position, crying like a bunch of biatches. <laughs> They've taken their stink comeuppance. Right. I mean, come on, come get a taste. While it's certainly not as bad as it is in uh, New York, New Jersey, what's going on in Kansas City? You're a Chiefs fan. Where should your level of concern slash panic be right now? Well, I mean, you've gotten to the point now where I don't remember you having a bunch of offensive injuries, but now you've gone out and gotten Josh Gordon. On top of a, I mean, that guy's incredibly talented, right? On top of, you know, you still have Kelsey. You still have Tyreek Hill. You still have uh, Hardman. You still have, I mean, you got, you got talent. A ton of talent. So you get go, uh, last time I checked, it's really not the offensive, you know, it's really not offensive woes that are hurting you. It's the fact that you guys can't stop anybody. Is, is Josh Gordon going to play defense? They're tied, by the way, last in the league in most points allowed, 95. 95. That's like almost, that's close to 32, over 31 point whatever points per game. Um, Hey, listen, remember they have started in their Super Bowl year through week 10 or like through week 10, they had one of the worst defenses in football, and then all of a sudden they tightened up. And even last year, their defense, I think, tightened up over the course of of the season. Um, But... It's hard. I mean, it's hard to get in a shootout every weekend, right? It's hard to say, hey, offense, go win this for us every weekend. Hey, Mahomes, don't make a mis- any mistakes. Now, now he's throwing, what, he threw two picks last week and a pick? So it, his first three picks in September, those are his first three picks ever in September. He'd never thrown a pick in September. Now he's got three of them in back-to-back weeks. Why? When you're always playing from behind, Mike? When you always got to bring your team back? When you're always giving up the lead early because your defense can't stop anybody, you have to take unnecessary risks with the football. And eventually, eventually, that's going to get you. And I, for one, couldn't be happier about it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope, hope they lose. The Denver Bronco in you comes out. I hope they lose every freaking game. Because you know who's become insufferable? Chiefs fans. They really have, haven't they? I mean, Ooh, that you didn't talk take about, long. No, you talk about uh, you talk about a group of fans that you know were always a little bit browbeat because of hey, you know they're you know Marty Schottenheimer and you know different coaches. They're winning a bunch of regular season September games Darlings. And, yeah, September Darlings. They win them all, and then all of a sudden playoff team comes around and they poop in their helmets. And 
And uh, they I mean, win it. They go to back-to-back Super Bowls, and they are insufferable. Like, we can't be beat. I can't. Oh, I hope they lose them all. I hope they lose every single one of them. All right, so speaking of the Broncos, yeah. we've established that the Rams at 3-0 and are legit. Yes. Now, the other 3-0 and teams, Arizona, Carolina, Denver, the Vegas Raiders. Who are contenders? Who are pretenders? You know what's interesting about that list? Because I hadn't heard that list yet. There's one team that we know is legit, and every one of those teams you mentioned is on the yeah, but wait and see list. We got to see a little bit more. Like the Raiders were down 14 to nothing and came back and scored 25 unanswered and won a game against Miami and a backup quarterback in overtime. Like, we're not quite sure about the Raiders. Uh, the Broncos, hey, you're you're 3-0. and You're the best defense in football, averaging less than 10 points given up a game. Ah, but you played the Jets, the Giants, and Jacksonville, the three worst teams in football. That's I know a, a nine. Yeah, that's a wait and see. Who else did you give me there? Carolina. Carolina, you know. Looks really good. Def- I think they're number two defensively as far as points given up. Um, but they've beaten the Jets, <laughs> Texans, and Saints. But they handled the Saints. The Saints played the you worst. You just saw them play. Uh, but the Saints played the worst game. First off, the Saints had, I think, eight players <clears throat> that were on that were injured that didn't play. Like eight starters or like six starters and two backups. And they had eight coaches that didn't coach. Sean Payton coached everything that week. And it was, they were ill-prepared to play. Sean, and I just talked to Sean. He's like, dude, I'll, 100%, I'll, I'll jump on that. That's 100% my fault. My, I won't use it as an excuse, but my team wasn't ready to play. I didn't get him ready to play. And he, and, he, and he promised me, he goes, it'll be different this week. And they went and opened a can of whoop-ass on New England. Now, here's the problem with the Saints. I think the Saints have a chance to be legit. Except for the fact that Jameis Winston cannot wait to throw it into a team meeting. He just loves to, like, he he cannot help himself. Like, he takes a bad situation and puts it in a potential disastrous situation. And he can't, he's going to do it three times a game. It's just a, a matter if the other team catches it or not. Like, he can't help. But I think all three, all those other 3 0 teams you mentioned, they're all on a wait and see list. I think I, in the case of Carolina, Vegas, and Denver, they're all 3 0, and I could still see him finishing 7 and 10, 8 and 9, 9 yeah. and 8. Arizona, I think. You know, they they started something last year, faded in the mm-hmm. second half of the season, but they started strong again. To me, there seems to be a little bit more there. Should have should have lost a game to Minnesota. That's true. Should have, I mean, man, should have, would have, could have. Uh, they handled Tennessee, throttled Tennessee right. in Tennessee. Here's the here's the thing. Like, you know, I always give you the seventy thirty rule. You know, like seventy percent of the time, you got to be on schedule. If you think you're going to win games in the long haul, um, being off schedule all the time, and your quarterback just making miraculous plays, eventually that's going to come back to bite you in the fanny. It's just like, um, 
I just watched. I, I got up really early this morning because I've got I've got Seattle at San Francisco, and you know the whole Russ Cook thing. Yeah, you know, let Russ Cook, let Russ Cook. We're gonna throw the ball. Let Russ Cook. We and and my thing is always, hey man, you can get a great meal on a crock pot if you just let it simmer all day, right? And you're not gonna burn down your kitchen. Crock pots don't catch on fire and burn down your kitchen. Oh, apparently you haven't seen this as us. Crock pot caught on fire. Crock pot. Crockpot. Uh, I didn't think crockpot. I, I don't mean to, you know, uh, spoilers, but uh, that that led to Jack's demise. Did it really? Yeah. Faulty I, wiring. Faulty wiring. Well, it could have been the wiring in the kitchen, not the crockpot. No, the crockpot had faulty wiring. Well, then they're not taking care of their crockpot. They pot. didn't take care of their crockpot because the crockpot is usually the the rock is, of the kitchen. Right. Crock it's pot. reliable. The crockpot is reliable. Solid as oak. Yes, its word is its its word is its oak. Its word is its oak. I it didn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. I know. You know what? Cush. I mean. the, hey, right. <laughs> the, my word is my rock. Wait, what? No, no, no. no. My word is like oak. <laughs> Something handshake. Like that. <laughs> there you right. go. There you yeah. go. There uh, you go. Hey, yeah, the crock. Like you can get a great meal out of a crock pot. Let it simmer. You're not gonna burn down your kitchen. Right. Right. It's gonna be great. There's no grease fires in a crock pot. Shouldn't they be. don't have grease fires? Shouldn't be. But I'm telling you, you know, all of a sudden you think you're just gonna throw it around the ball yard. Yep. Right. That's all you're gonna do. And I, you know, I mean, Chris Carson is a beast. Running back for Seattle, ten carries, seventy yards in the first half. Right. They're up, or they're they go down in the first half, twenty-one seventeen. Right, I mean it's a tight game, twenty-one seventeen. You're in a tight game, and most of those carries were in the you know the first quarter for Chris Carson. He finished the game with twelve carries for eighty yards. You got two carries in the second half, two. Because why? Ah, oh, we got to throw it. Oh, we gotta, we gotta throw it. We gotta. Hey, this is gotta let Russ cook. Yeah, gotta let Russ cook. I, I, I'm and now you're one and two. And and that's what I don't trust about Arizona. I don't trust them, Mike. We gotta finish with how we talked about last week in the podcast. Okay, you were getting ready to go to New England to call the Patriots. Yes, deal with Belichick. Yeah, and you know we talked about how do you. Break the ice, and, mm-hmm. and we both agreed you got to relive the NFC yeah. East glory years. Well, Washington and the Giants. So tell me what right, happened. Right. You got to mm-hmm. share what Bill right. said to you. Well, our first, your first suggestion to me, and we kind of hashed it out, and then we decided probably not a good idea was as soon as he sits down going, Hey, is this room taped? Or is this room bugged? Yes. Yeah, right. You didn't want to go with that? No, I, did, I, uh, I decided not to go was... that direction. <laughs> I mean, it's funny to me, and it's funny to you. <laughs> I don't know that he'd have seen the humor. Probably or not. not. No. So, first off, I mean, he walks in, and he just did a TV hit with Jimmy Johnson because they're buddies. So, he's got this white-collared shirt on, and he's got a pair of Patriot shorts on underneath. You know, so he looks a little goofy. I say, hey, that's a really good look, Bill. So, we make our, our niceties, right? Everybody, the, the whole, you know, Mitch, my director, and Joe, my AD, and Barry, my producer, and... Everybody says hi, uh, you know, Adam Amin and and um, and Shannon Spake. We all say hi. So we sit down, and Bill just takes a look at me and goes, we've had some epic freaking battles over the years, haven't we? And it was just like we hit it off. And we just started talking about 
our days going all the way back to you know my time with Washington. So smart, so smart. In he loves late, talking about the oh, giant in the late eighties, and then how Lawrence Taylor made me piss down my leg. <laughs> and he, you know, he loves Lawrence Taylor. Like that's that I guarantee you that's his favorite player of all time, of all time. And we just start reminiscing about games and game plans and and different things and. Then, you know, we we morph into my time with the Broncos because he has so much respect for Mike Shanahan. And, you know, when I was here in Denver, uh, we handled the Patriots multiple times. You know, um, it was always a tough matchup, but we always came out usually on top. So it was just that it was one of those just reminiscing about football. And it's totally, you know, you, you, you see him in press conferences and you see him handled the way he handles the media and and he's he is fairly yeah he's fairly he's reserved. robotic i mean Ro- yeah you know yeah but, i love football I like football I like get, football a lot. right you but know. when you get into reminiscing and talk, he loves football he loves it he loves talking about it he loves that now when you talk about his team you know he actually gave us good stuff but it was it it was a little bit it was good football knowledge stuff but it's it's one of those things where he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be mentioned. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want any of that stuff, right? He's just like, hey, man, this is the way it is, and bam, let's let's move on. So, um, but I'm telling you, it was um, but just talking football. Oh my god, and just reminiscing history of football, right? T- the the tactics of football. Yeah, he'll he'll talk about that all day. In fact, he he went longer than. Didn't didn't some of the Patriot people tell you that oh, he went yeah, longer than they were than... back in the corner going tapping on their wrists, you know, like <laughs> like you notice he still that's like the universal thing and nobody wears a watch. Nobody anymore. wears a watch. Right. They're and not like tapping, tapping on their wrist. phone. Right. No one's tapping their phone. Right. You're they're right. tapping they're on their wrist. Like, hey, it's time, it's time. And I'm like, what are you tapping? Why? Is your wrist hurt? No. I don't have a watch. Do you have a watch? No, you're not even wearing a watch. Why are you tapping on your wrist? It's universal. It's like, call me. Nobody talks on the phone anymore. Right, right. Ta- you you, you have to go to the text. You got to the text, right? I wonder if you went to a millennial and you tapped on your wrist, if they would have any clue. None. Like, have you ever seen somebody give the millennial, like the kid? And I'm not busting on millennials. I'm, I kind of well, are, yeah. But give them. Have you ever seen the video, like where the father hands his kids a rotary phone? And it, I mean, it's like a scene out of Zoolander where they're trying to get the information out of the computer and they turn into <laughs> monkeys, you know, him and Derek Zoolander and, and the other guy, Woo! you know, they're jumping all around. Where's the information? Get the files out of the computer. You know? They're like, I, what, what is this thing? The rotary phone. I think if you start tapping their wrist to a millennial, it'll be like, oh, did you get your steps in this today? Yeah. It'd be exactly. that. That'd be, yeah. Be, yeah. So, but all right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time with Bill. And then his team went out and got. Their asses kicked. Yeah, they got they got that. You know what? They got Belichick. Belichick. They did. Like they they are the one. They got a pump blocked. They they kicked the ball out of bounds. Uh, on you know got and gave the Saints the ball in the forty. They're the ones that made the critical mistakes. Like that. Usually it's the Saints. And I'm telling you, the other thing is the Saints. I mean, you know, it, it depends on your philosophy of facing rookie quarterbacks. Dennis Allen just said, we are bringing the kitchen sink. Can you block us? Yep. We don't think you can, they rookie. Couldn't. They um, couldn't. They yeah, couldn't. And good. we'll talk about it later in the week. Um, we'll definitely talk a lot about this game, but Tom Brady coming in off oh. a loss yeah. into this game, he'll be trying to put 50 up.
he'll want to put 50 up. Yes. And they will not back off. No. It'll be it'll it'll be one of those. Remember years ago when the the Patriots were going through that uh, trying to go the undefeated season. Yeah. They had Washington down. It was in, when Joe Gibbs came back and stuff, and they trying to hang. I mean, they're they're up by thirty five points, and there's four, there's a minute left or minute and change left in the fourth quarter, and they try to score. They don't take a knee. They try to score. And Bill Belichick's pre- post game press conference: We were giving them an opportunity to stop us. Like, oh, how altruistic of yes. you, right? Oh, what what an honor. Right, what an honor. <laughs> yeah, so anyhow. Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Sing Truth podcast, we thank you so much for listening. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, great folks over at uh, Bet Rivers. Check them out, um, betrivers.com. Download the app, uh, Bet Like a Man, Bet Rivers. Also, for Stinking Good Green Chili, make sure you check us out at stinkinggood.com. Um, and uh, order some chili for your tailgate. Order some uh, some. Uh, Queso for your tailgate. Oh, you're absolutely your queso love is so good. Yeah, it's, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's stinkinggood.com. For Mike, I'm Mark from Millennial Ben. Thank you so much for listening.